0: Leadership Story Talks, where we discuss the practices that engage, motivate, develop, retain and attract people to businesses. We'll give you principles and tools based on real world stories to leverage listening and storytelling to become a better leader and a management professional. Leadership Story Talks is produced by Narrative, a company that focuses on personal storytelling for business. Welcome to Leadership Story Talks. I am Jerome DeRoy, CEO of Narrative. And I'm Julian
1: Ryan, J. Ryan Partners. Be engaged at work and happy to be here. My partner in crime here.
0: Or a hey. partner
1: in storytelling, I should say.
0: Right. Hi, Jules. Uh, nice to see you. And uh, today, you know, we, we want to talk about the power of saying no. We, had, we recently had a guest who said, you know, I say yes to everything. And that prompted us to think about what about the other the flip side of that <laughs> so let's talk about the power of saying no um where do you want to where do you want to do you want to where do you want to begin with this jules
1: <laughs> i met somebody years ago who gave me a uh with sharing guidance that she had used for her children yeah. saying that she had learned that if you can learn how to say no life can be a lot easier about managing that particular relations. In this case, it was being a parent. But it always stayed with me because I thought that is such an um, a tough lesson to learn for myself as well as for many people that I coach is that experience of saying no when things are uncomfortable or not sitting right or you know you're overwhelmed, like navigating that word of getting through that point,
0: basically. So I'd mm-hmm. like to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah. And taking that risk. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think that's the, that's one of the reasons that we maybe don't say no is that it feels risky, just like mm-hmm. when you not say yes to something um, right away. and uh, we, we sort of have to kind of figure out what's going on uh, internally. What am I feeling about this? But you, you've got to be a, have the wherewithal to actually take that step back. I mean, you know, that question of, of when, when you brought it up before the podcast, it, it made me think of a, of an experience that I'd had um, you know, all the way back in, in 2015, um, we at Narrative had decided funnily enough, uh, we invested quite a bit of money into, uh, and resources, hired some people that were specialists in this uh, to creating a, a podcast division. So ah. we had, uh, yeah, we had actually created um, four podcast series from scratch. Hmm. Um, and the idea behind it, um, you know, back in 20, I think it was 2012 or 2013, there was this huge uh, podcast called Serial, which broke all oh, kinds of records. Oh, yes, I remember. You know, okay. Drew Grimes' kind of story broke all kinds of records, and it really put podcasts on the map. Suddenly, people were listening to podcasts who'd never listened to podcasts. And, and of course, all these different podcasts started to, to emerge. Uh, many of them actually were business podcasts as well. And they were doing really, really well, so well that advertisers were paying a lot of money. And so we thought, we're storytellers, we've got mm-hmm. the expertise. Um, and so let's see if we can branch out instead of working with clients only, let's go and produce things ourselves. And at first it was great. We, uh, we got a bunch of people to, to work on it. We created these four really fantastic um, series and we started to have listeners. And um, about a year in, I remember a meeting where I was looking at a spreadsheet with um, the person who was heading up the, the, that division who was really in charge of all of it. And uh, we're looking at the spreadsheet and at the bottom, there was um, a red row. And, oh. uh, and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at him <laughs> and I'm saying, you know, we, I think we've got another six months uh, until we really figure this advertising thing out. And he said, I'm not worried, you know, we're growing, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna come. And then um, we get to 2016, I think maybe even 2017. And again, I'm in front of this spreadsheet, and the row is uh, if it's possible to be more red, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> and, uh, and I say, Look, we, we, we just can't continue. Uh, we can't go on. And I've got a big lump in my throat, you know. And, um, and a few days later, uh, I'm in the office, and one by one, I'm shaking these producers hands five people that we'd hired and and i'm saying you know thanks for everything you've done and uh, uh and, okay. and one of them one of them uh, looks at me and says uh, uh you know thanks for the opportunity another one is also very positive and then another one says uh, you know uh narrative will always fail <laughs> and lynn leaves <laughs> and so okay. and then they leave the office and i just uh you know breathe a big sigh, and I just put my, my head in my in my hands. A year later, I'm uh, sitting in that same office, and now it's a, it's a team of three people, four people, including mm-hmm. the founder of Narrative, who we talk a lot about here, Murray Nossel. Mm-hmm. You've heard the origin stories of Narrative. And, um, and uh, now I'm looking at the spreadsheet, and the last row is black. And there's another row underneath that says profit. And uh, one of my, uh, uh, Sasha at the time, the uh, mm-hmm, director of operations, him. yeah. He, he says, so I've got a few ideas for for this, how we could reinvest, it wasn't a lot of money, but you know, how we could kind of put that back into. And, and Murray says, um, well, what about this project that I've been working on for the last couple of years? I wonder if maybe now's the time to invest in it. And, you know, I took a beat and I knew that it was sort of a, a nonprofit thing. And, and I told him, you know, we've, we've managed to come back from this. We now have our book that's out. Uh, it's all about business. It's all about leadership development. It's all about engagement. And we've really been super focused. I feel like we need to keep our focus there. So I have to say no. Ah. And, uh, and he said, good, great. That's clear. So I wanted to, that, that's the story that came back to me as we were talking about the power of saying no, because that was a very as you can imagine, first of all, the the way that I'm telling you the story is I'm not telling you anything about my emotions or feelings. Mm Correct. Which were extremely numerous.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank (laughs) you for being honest about that because it was very neutralized about, okay, this happened, that happened.
0: And and I want to highlight that that is our method, right? Because Mm -hmm. unless you can sort of uh, look at exactly the facts of the experience and not cloud it too much with your judgments, interpretations, and feelings, then your audience is really gonna stay with you. Um, so, so that was kind of the first point I wanted to make just for our audience right now, is that that's how we tell stories. And then on the back end, you know, now that I've told it in a reflective mode, I can tell you that I, was, I had a lot of feelings and I could have said more in, in the story as well uh-huh. of you know, just things that were happening in my body and the discomfort that I was feeling. Uh, but that was a very uncomfortable moment to, to say to someone who's the founder of the company that you run, no. Yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, and yet it was also really empowering. And it's one of the things that I am really proud of in terms of the culture of narrative that we've created is that there's a great sense of permission to do that. There's a sense mm-hmm. of permission to say no when you feel like something isn't right. And and why I have that sense of permission is because I know that the persons who are listening to me within the, the narrative sort of um, business We're all the same. We all follow that same value. Um, and, and as a result, I know that no one is going to ignore that no, or no one's going to be resentful. And if they are, they're going to say it right away. So we'll all be on the same page all the time, Mm -hmm. as opposed to someone kind of, you know, feeling like, ah, well, you know, that's terrible. I'm the founder. He should have said yes. And, you know, that sort of thing. No, we'll have a, a frank conversation about it. Um, so those were kind of the, the, the takeaways for me in terms of the power of saying no.
1: And that's one of the things that resonated when I first met the group that you were actually talking about what was happening in the room and what was happening before and what we were carrying in with the dialogue, because myself, I know I've coached and I've worked people, you know, worked with people to sort out challenges they're having. And part of it is listening to the dialogue that's happening inside where we're not addressing this situation or what keeps festering it and uh, a very wise gal that i know that does coaching said you know she uses this expression and pass it on to me she goes if it's hysterical or uh, aka emotional it's historical so not just to look at the facts in front of you but to kind of dial it back to what's contributing to us having a frank conversation what do we think is going to happen and then sometimes using a sounding board is really important so we can step away and be objective. And that's the goal. And um, the good thing about our work, we can practice on ourselves a lot and uh, and Mm. find out where where our weaknesses are. And and you don't work with humans without having tests every day. We talk about every listening experience is a practice because it's fresh and new. And sure enough, it's right, it is true. So listen to no and capturing how you can communicate. Um, one of the things I've found is the thing that gets us into trouble when we say no is we don't own up to the fact we're uncomfortable and then we over-exercise our muscle, our mouth. We either are too hard because we're uncomfortable. So we want to get the message out there. And depending on your personality style, you become abrupt maybe too cutting, too, you know, you're not giving person a chance to say anything or you go the other way. You're a little wishy-washy and being tentative. And I can't tell you how many conversations I had with coaching clients about staff and the amount of um, misinformation that came out of those tentative conversations was abundant and usually led to bigger problems. So I Mm. think the power of saying no um, helps. And then what other times have you come up with it when you've coached clients that you think might be interesting for everybody?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember this one person, um, you know, I, I had done a, a group training with a client for, for narrative and we, um, and it was all about, um, it kind of ended on this high note of telling a future story. Um, so the, the group, what they were working on and their use of storytelling was translating the strategy Uh, into that was, you know, the three-year strategy into something that their teams could understand. And so storytelling was sort of the natural way to do it. You know, what's a story that I can tell that's going to translate this strategy and show them what the future is going to be like. And so they were working on this quite hard. And and then everyone told stories about the future, you know, and it was kind of cool because I I remember it was May uh, 2022. And they said, they start, each person started their story with, It's May, whatever the date was, 2025, and here's where I am, you know, and then you kind of rewind to May 2022 and how you started, right? So you could hear all these steps, and this one guy was really inspired by that, And, and he actually came to me, and he was pretty honest, and he said, you know, I feel like I didn't do as well as my colleagues, and I want to get better. <laughs> Can we work together? <laughs> and it was the last day of the training, so I said, "Well, we're going to have to do it one on one because this is all this is all I've got." And mm-hmm. uh, and so so we did. And then about a session or two in, he told me that he had this um, a business that he was thinking of of creating. And 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 when I pressed him a little bit more about that. Uh, he said, "Well, actually, it's been created, and uh, and it's been around for a year already. Uh, it's not officially launched, but I've got a team in place that I've started to informally work with. But I'm also keeping my my job uh, as a, as a you know pretty high executive in this company. And um, and about you know a couple more sessions in, and so I'm we're talking about the story for that uh, business, and then comes back again, and he says, you know, I'm at a point where." I'm feeling pretty overwhelmed uh, because essentially I work a lot. And then once I'm done with that work, I work on my business, you know, sometimes into into the early hours uh, or or in the dead of night. And, uh, and I've got a family, so I can't, this isn't sustainable. And uh, And he uh-huh. said, I think it's time for me to consider saying no to either one of those things. And so we worked more. And then what we found was that There was an underlying emotion that was pretty strong and that had to do with health and um, you know, and and mental health in particular, because he was a very physically healthy guy, did a lot of sports, exercised Mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, But he said, this is really weighing on me. I'm not sleeping very well. And um, you know, mentally I'm I'm not doing great. And And that's when we kind of determined, well, what's the best thing for you? And the hesitation was, well, I've got this financial stability because I've been at this job for a long time and I actually enjoy it. But on the other hand, the thing that really excites me is what I've been working on for a year now. And now I'm starting to have a team and some people are considering coming in. I've got an investor that's ready to go. And and so eventually, I think it took another session, but finally he said, and I didn't push him in any particular direction. Mm -hmm. I just talked about all these things, but it all had to do with what's behind that no. Because he had two choices, he could say no to one thing or no to the other thing. So he had to choose which one. And finally, he decided, "I'm going to go with the business that I want to create." And that was about a year ago. And now, a year later, he couldn't be happier. You know, um, as a matter of fact, we're going to keep, we're going to continue working together um, at the end of the month, uh, specifically on that business and the story of that business. But it's really that idea of like, I know I need to say no to something. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really hard because either one I know. is not going to be <laughs> ideal, you know, it's not, gonna it's like... it's not the perfect answer, uh, and yet something has to give, right, so it was weighing what were the more powerful emotions that needed to kind of be taken care of, you know, and for him, eventually what he decided to do was that for his mental health, it would be better to go with that dream, um, you know, and and uh, it took a little while, but he but he did it.
1: You know, I think you need a T-shirt. I help people say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: right. And, but for a good purpose. Uh, I think that's, that is the balance, but it's so interesting in this coaching world, we're always curating and listening for key words, what drives it. Now, if I was coaching you you're coming in saying, um, tell me about yourself working, you've given me in these podcasts examples of where you've really stood out and said no for good purpose, not to be contrary, for bridging the communication gap. A couple, I can't remember which podcast is which at this point, but you told one executive to put his phone down. in him. Now you said it without realizing the person who had his phone up in his hand in a session was the person who was signing your check and leading the project. So that was a courageous, un, no, a little unintentional at the beginning, but a no that you stood by it. Then this time you told Murray, no, mm. <laughs> project is so, it seems like something you've developed a very good thing, <laughs> so right. it, it might be something you want to start putting on the website, <laughs> um, so, but it is true to kind of take a step back in that objectivity to say there is, it's never really always easy, there's an internal churning that happens, but to pay attention and not to sidestep it when we do, it creates maybe bigger issues. So, and finding some humor along the way of how we're showing up is always a good thing. Right. So what do you is think? It- what do you think about that feedback that I just gave you?
0: <laughs> I love it. I, I think it's interesting. And, you know, I um, it's really interesting because what it just re- kind of prompted was that um, it, it's, it's always been hard for me to say no. So that's something I worked on. Uh-huh. Um, and that was highlighted to me years ago, you know, um, as something I needed to work on, and and so I'm I'm giving you those instances, right? And it's kind of interesting to hear now. Well, yeah, that's kind of that has been pivotal in a few ways, um, uh-huh. and and created a sense of direction. And I wonder, in my and so for me, it's much easier to say yes. Like I, I'm I'm really good at saying yes, and I it makes me wonder. I think I know people in my life for whom it's much easier to say no and mm. how that's having adverse effects, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, because that's just how you show up It's just, Oh, I know when to say no, I'm just going to do it, you know? And sometimes it's actually not great <laughs> because you're, you're stopping yourself perhaps from, you experiencing know, following a, new thing. a, a certain mm. opportunity and yeah, experiencing something new, whatever it might be, you know, um, so so I, I would invite our audience to think about that, that it's not like we're saying, you gotta say no all the time, but rather, who are you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and what is that? Do you have any awareness of where you prefer to be? Are you someone who mm-hmm. prefers to say yes? Or are you someone who prefers to say no? And can you think of experiences where maybe saying that same thing all the time, maybe it hasn't been super productive or effective for you in certain areas? Mm-hmm. And I still say yes to so many things, and I'm a big believer in saying yes absolutely but I know that I've gotta inject some no from time to time,
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's who's writing the script is always my expression, it's my mm. prompt, and um listening, and then having a good sounding board to you know friend and colleague to to play with the idea and figure out what where's where's the opportunities that are gonna be like like you said, open up or or loss. Lots of choices though, right? It, you wish it could just everything be linear, but it's not that simple. And um, God knows our life gives us great incentives and ideas for these podcasts. Yeah. Like what do we want to solve yeah. and do better, as we say in New York, um, and figure it out. So that's yeah. what's great. So I'm curious to hear about people's examples and what they're mm. saying, if they, if they can in, in print or just write to us privately, too.
0: And we'd love great. to learn from you. Yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to learn from you. And and uh, yes, are you a person who says yes, no, maybe a little bit of both? And, uh, hmm. and how do you do that? You know, what's that? What's that underlying emotion that you're responding to when you say yes or no? Um, because I think that's kind of the point here is to pay attention to that. Um, so, so yeah, well, this is, this is great. Uh, thanks Jules for all your uh, feedback thanks. on my stories here.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's muscles. We have to exercise. We have to yeah, figure out how absolutely. to use them and why.
0: Absolutely. So the, the, the three things I want to, uh, leave people with and, and certainly hear your thoughts as well, Jules, but, uh, the three things I've, I've got are, uh, and one I just alluded to, but that first one of paying attention to that underlying emotion when something is coming at you and you've got that first impulse of either it's a no, or it's a yes, or it's neutral. What's mm-hmm. before you actually say the word, no <laughs> yes or, or nothing, <laughs> just sort of see what's going on, right? Like yeah, what, what's the feeling? Yeah, mm-hmm. what's the feeling? Is it comfort, discomfort? What is it, uh, what, what's that tension? And then, you know, don't hesitate to kind of think about it before, before mm-hmm. you go, but pay attention to that underlying emotion because if you don't, and you sort of choose to sweep something under the rug, uh, that could really have some some adverse effects um, and not be so productive for you so that's absolutely the first thing. Correct. um and then the second thing is something you just alluded to as well the sounding board about that dialogue and noticing you know who's writing the script and the dialogue you have with your inner voice and you know what are what are you following are you following a habit are you are mm-hmm. you following something new is it exciting what, what, what is it um, and so I think just that that dialogue is is really important, and taking the time to, yeah, you know, maybe
1: maybe change out some of the cast members once in a while. Who's writing that dialogue <laughs> inside? Of Give somebody else a, a little stand in role and test it out. What are the opportunities we can pursue yeah. if we said yes or no in in whatever instance we're working
0: on? Right, and and then the last one I've got is courage. That's my word mm. because once you've determined you know, what that feeling is, what the dialogue is, then you're, you're gonna take an action. And I think it's, it's a, the courage to follow through with whatever has come up, however uncomfortable it might be, but knowing with the long view that ultimately this is gonna be good for you. It takes courage mm-hmm. to, actually, to actually take that step, whatever the step is, uh, and however incre- incremental it might be. Um, so don't judge yourself and, and you know, have the courage to just move forward with what you've discovered and follow through.
1: And that resonates with me dialing back to other situations where I had to make tough decisions. I think people appreciate when the decisions to say no or impact others, you know, ways of working was grounded in something that was thought out, reasonable and respectful. So Um, that is a big thing
0: grounded reasonable, re- respectful, I love that. Um, that's great. So I am going to um, uh, I think we're leaving it at that for today and uh, absolutely. And to, and to say to our listeners, yeah, whatever ideas you have, what what comes up in your life when you say yes or when you say no and what are those uh, feelings that are going on, uh, if you have any examples or experiences you want to share with us, please do so. Uh, we're always available and um, uh, if you've been inspired by our session yourself to learn more about what we do at Narrative around listening and storytelling. We've got a uh, session that starts on September 7, uh, when we are gonna do a three-part online workshop series. Uh, And you can go to our website, narrative.com, N-A-R-A-T-I-V.com to find out more, to register there and learn more about how you can find, craft, and tell a powerful leadership story of your own in a safe and supportive environment over the course of three one-hour sessions, all online and remote at a time that is convenient for everyone.
1: Yes, um, show up for that for sure and how we can lead ourselves. But if you prefer a more private venue or to deal with things um, that are very, very targeted, do reach out to us for private sessions and coachings and workshops. We're always available to talk and listen and partner with you so you can craft your way through solutions, um, and it's it's a it's always exciting to see that happen. We, as you
0: know from all our conversations, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd love to have you. So, and as always, thanks for thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review because that's how we get word of mouth. And also remember that we've got a YouTube channel where this is posted. Uh, yes, so so you can you see our faces see, so exactly. <laughs> if you want to see our faces and the faces of our guests, all all of our episodes are are there. Uh, so then until next time, thanks so much, Jules, for for to <laughs> with us. Bye. Me thanks. <laughs> well thanks. done. <laughs> thanks. Bye-bye, everybody. Cheers. For
1: more information on the narrative listening and storytelling method and how it can help your business, go to narrative.com.